Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Tuesday. MK3, the host, checking back in. You know what time it is. You know what place. We on Kirkland's Corner, the best place to be anytime you need that extra push. Like I said, it's MK3, the host. I checked my calendar two weeks to the day to the last time we did the spring cleaning. So, you know, I had to come back, make sure we still got our brooms, got our mops, got our, you know, got our Tide, you know what I'm saying? Got our, our laundry detergent, you know, got to have those dryer sheets too. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it fresh. The best thing to do in the seasons is to keep it fresh and adapt to change. I know we really don't have a new season upon us. I know it's still a winter or sprinter, as some of the people on Facebook have been saying lately. I've been peeping the jokes. Um, yeah, this weather has been, honestly, it's been typical Nebraska weather. You know, you see a lot of people in there complaining about it, but it's this is basic-ass Nebraska weather, so I ain't really going to get too high and get too low, just like the temperature, so I'm just going to stay even. But uh, just mainly, man, wanted to come back. You know, a lot of stuff's been going on. Uh, you know, a lot of basketball stuff's been going on. You know, the great debate, who's better, MJ or LeBron? You know, everybody's got an opinion about that. I definitely ain't going to say that one for the video segment of Kirkland's Corner because that one's going to be crazy. Um me, personally, it's MJ for me, and I'll elaborate more on that, you know, when I get into, you know, the debate with more people, but it's MJ for me. I grew up watching MJ. It's not LeBron ain't nice, so there's not things I think LeBron is better than Mike. It's just me, personally, that's what it is. It's MJ, man. I mean, just his highlight package, his highlight tape is crazy. I mean... It's Killer Instinct's crazy, but come on, man, it's Mike. <laughs> I mean, if I could be like Mike, I mean, that's a real, actual, like, thing. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that. Um, back up a couple weeks, Villanova ended up taking down the NCAA championship. Uh, they were solid. They were solid. I mean, they, they really didn't play around with nobody. Loyola made it nice. You know, they had their little Cinderella run. You know what I'm saying? They got their dancing shoes on, so that was good to watch. That was definitely good for the soul. Uh, Sister Jean, whatever her name was, she got, you know, a little internet famous real quick. I don't know how good that's going to do her being 99. But, you know what I'm saying, she believe. So she she can achieve, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, what else is going on? We bombing Syria. I'm not trying to talk about politics, so we can leave that alone. Um, oh, what else is going on? What else is going on? Football season, my little man, Kyler, he's got flag football, and this is his first season. So, needless to say, if you know me, you know how hard it is for me to sit at his games and be quiet or or not be as loud and rambunctious as I would like to be. But, you know what I'm saying, I got to let him learn the game. I got to let him have fun and enjoy it. And that's one thing I think parents really have to let their kids do, like, there's going to be moments where your kid sucks at certain sports. There's going to be moments where you're like, damn, dude, damn, Junior, that half fast shot. Or, you know, damn, sis, that little, well, you traveled, didn't you? You know what I'm saying? There's going to be times like that. But I think you have to let them develop and let them, sometimes you have to let them suck to let them get better. You you got you to gotta let them know, hey, man, you know, that layup, man, in the, in the second quarter, hey, man, that was trash, man. That was great A trash. You can't be out there hooping like that and claiming my last name. You out there hooping like a, a whatnot. But, no, I mean, it's just there's so much, I think, pressure and stigma on these kids these days. And, you know, parents is wanting their kids to be superstars and they're putting in, like, you know, minimal effort. 
And it's not going to happen that way. You can't 2K or Wii or, you know, Xbox your way into being good at stuff. I think people really got that twisted, that concept completely confused. You really got to bring these kids up and nurture them into the sports they want to be into. And one thing you really have to do is honestly let your opinion take a back seat. I know with my oldest son, Jay, you know, I wanted him to kind of play ball more. And, and basketball is not really his thing. He likes to watch it, but it's not really his thing. But that boy's nasty out there on that baseball diamond. And I'm not a baseball fan, but whenever it's season for Jay to play, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Take me out to the ball. That's exactly where I'm at with it. So, you know, you really just have to also let your children be who they are. That is a big part um, as well. You know, as we talked about in the first episode of Spring Cleaning, you got to be yourself. You also have to let your kids be themselves. Our kids are remnants of us, pieces of us, but they're not us. I think that's one thing we have to allow children to be is not us. I can recall, and I'll take you back, you know, a couple of days ago, I was talking to Jay, and I said, you know what, man? I don't want you to be anything like me. He said, why? He said, you're cool. I said, yeah, appreciate it. But there's a lot of things that I've done in my life that ain't been so cool, man, and really haven't been anything to write home about, you know. You know, there's times I've let you down. You know, there's times I've, you know, you know, let, you know, just people in general, just situations, just haven't handled them the right way. And I was like, and I know you've known about them. And, you know, so for me, you know, with that in mind, you know, I always just want to stress to him, be your own person. Now, I know there's bits and pieces of him that are going to come out. They're going to be like, ooh-wee, that's Kirkland right there. But, you know, at the same time, he even helped me see that there's, you know, I still love you. I care about you. So, whatever. And that's kind of one of the things that really just makes having children such a beautiful thing because you can really be stressed out about how crummy, excuse me, you feel you are. And all it takes is a smile from a child. Just just to look like, yeah, that's that's my pops. That's my pops. I'm cool with it. You know, that that vibe, I mean, is every time every time I see the boys, you know, whether it's Jay or Kyler, I always get a big hug and a big smile and it's just it's so heartwarming and so good for your soul if you have children to embrace the fact that to them you can't do anything really wrong under the sun. You might not be their favorite person for a little bit when you say no. You know, you might not be Mr. Popular when, you know, instead of you sleeping over at the team sleepover, you got to come back to the crib because we got to go to church in the morning or we got, you know, something else to do in the morning. But at the end of the day, when they have those little side conversations and, and sometimes they have to hear other children talk about, well, you know, my dad this or my my dad isn't there, you know, and obviously as unfortunate as that is, sometimes as a different child, you can take pride in that. Well, this is what my pops does. This is what my mom does. And they're always on time. When you can give that to a kid, that's a really, really, really big gift. And you have to honestly embrace the fact that you can give that to, to a child. A lot of people these days, and rightfully so, are are hesitant to want to have children. And in the world we're living in today, it's a really rough time to have kids. It's a rough time to have kids of all all cultures. You know, obviously, me being an African-American male, the things I can speak on that I know of, that I've seen, 
you know, are obviously examples of things that I've seen from my shoes. You know, I can't speak from anyone else's shoes of any other, uh, you know, other culture. But I do know that I see things and, you know, this this generation is, is tough. You know, I had a little scenario with Kyler, you know, being five years old, you know, asking his mother, do you know, do I, am I going to go to an all-black school? And, you know, obviously that raises a flag right there. You're like, wait a minute, brothers. No, we, we not on that. We not on that at all. And Kyler is biracial, as you know, you know if you know who I am. And so obviously, you know, to his mother, who's who's from a smaller community, it it really crushed her to to know that someone was talking to, you know, her baby like that at the tender age of five. You know, and that comes back to grooming your kids the right way and being at a an acceptable spot in your own life. There's no way, shape, form, function, or how should a kid be five years old telling another child that doesn't look like him that you can't play with us because you aren't us or you don't look like us. Five years old people is entirely too early, and that's learned. That's taught. No child is just, oh, man, no, I ain't trying to play with these here fire-ass Legos with you, man. No, man, I don't want to build nothing with you. I don't want to play in the sand. I don't want to run around at recess with you. Come on, man. Kids don't do that. Kids is trying to get with it. Anytime there's action, kids are trying to be about the action. Y'all know that. We all know that. And so, you know, that's why I believe there's a lot of people, I know, like I said, that just don't want to have you know children right now. But on the flip side of it, it's a beautiful thing because, you know what, our children may be the ones that break this hold that the country has right now on just hate and just not being able to love one another. And you know what? It's going to take time. But you know what? As long as we are able to continue to to help build our children up the right way and give them the right examples, they'll never have to worry about necessarily, hey, you know, I'm I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. There's natural fear, but when you in, invoke that strength into them and that knowledge that, hey, you can face anything, you can do anything, it then shows you how beautiful life really can be because that child is part you. So you get to relive childhood from a whole different perspective while still teaching yourself new things and teaching a child new things. So... Am I saying go out there, get wild, and have a child? Absolutely I'm not. But if you're blessed to be in a situation where reproduction is an option and you can and you're still young and you still have, you know, the the wherewithal to understand this is a ever-changing world so that your way may not be the best way and you have to be open to co-parenting with your, you know, your co-parent unless you're together. You know what? It's really something that could change your life. I think there's more, there's far more positive than negative. But every everything has its ups and downs. You know, um, I'll be the first to admit if you know me, you know I'm a little bit hard headed. I've been I've been irresponsible. You know I've I've been one of those typical statistical parents at times in my life. And I think it hurt me more so than anything when you look at who you're really letting down in these situations. You know, um, 
parenting is not easy. Um, co-parenting is not easy when you and the other parent are not on the same page, whether from a personal level or whether just from the standpoint of, hey, this is still a fresh breakup, still don't really can't stand one another, whatever the case may be. But it's always better if you remember it's about the child. You know, I think there's some times where I lost sight of just that simple fact and then you become blind, you become almost a little bit ignorant to the fact that, hey, man, this don't have nothing to do with the child. This is all about you. But it's really all about the child, but you're making it all about you. You know, if you can't get along with somebody, you know what, that's tough. Get over it. Build a bridge and get over it. You're not going to get along with everybody. But when you're in a situation like this, getting along is mandatory. And I don't mean get along, you know, Dear Diary, today was a good day with John. We were able to recite art. No, man, I'm just saying when you're able to, hey, little man, okay? You you good? You know, I heard about what happened today, obviously. I got the same phone call. I'm making sure everything's cool. Okay, cool. All right, well, let me know if there's anything else I can do. I'd like to stop by. I'd like to grab little man for a minute. I'd like to grab little, little miss for a second. That's not that difficult to do. It's not that hard to reach out to the same person you had a child with, regardless of the circumstances. And I'm not saying all circumstances are great because I know they're not. But at the same time, how hard is it to reach out to a child? It's not that hard. Children are receptive. Children love to laugh. They love to smile. They love to play. That's, those are three basic things you can do with a child. When as they get older, you can you can graduate to more fun things like you know bowling or you know if you're from the L, you know you, we can go on down to champions, you know get some of them tokens, you know get some of them tickets. You know what it is like. It's just about being able to to build that bond, and you have to build your own bond. Um, that's kind of like my mom used to tell me, you know, in terms of her relationship with God. You know, she would always tell me you got to build your own relationship. You can't go off of mine. And that is true, especially with children as well. You can't ride the other parent's wave. You know, kids will really show you, based upon your actions, who they feel more comfortable with. And and sometimes it hurts when you do the wrong thing for a period of time and you find out, you know, hey, oh, dang, they'd rather go with mom or they'd rather go with... It hurts because then sometimes you have to realize maybe they're doing more to to show that love and to show that affection. And it's not that they don't want to spend time with you, but it's just they feel more comfortable. They feel more open and available to what? Be themselves. And that is the most important thing about raising children in these times is to teach them it is okay to be themselves. I think as I go back and kind of look on some things, you know, the the bullying the bullying thing, it's just, it's difficult for me to understand. You know, do I think part of this generation and part of my generation is a little soft? Absolutely, I do. You know, I think, but do I also think that this generation and some of my generation are extremely cruel? Absolutely. There are some people out there, and I've read some of these these emails and some of these messages these people have sent these other children, and I mean, these messages are horrible. You know, and me being a 32-year-old male, I could deal with that message. I, you know, I could shrug it off and laugh it off. I'm not about to take myself out for anybody. And that's not me, you know, making this light on anybody who's had, you know, a family member 
who is, uh, you know, committed suicide due to bullying. I would never make light of that situation. You know, unfortunately, I do have, you know, some friends um, that I know that have, you know, unfortunately taken their own life. And that is, it's tough. And I think when you look at it in terms of people bullying people, you know, what lengths do you have to go to to make a person that uncomfortable in life? And how do you feel okay with that? I think just that's what makes the whole situation so hard because in my mind, you know, I was raised with tough love. You know, my mom, if you know her, was the, you know, she was the the sweet lady, but she still didn't play. You know what I mean? But I still got that tough love from my dad. And so, you know, now when I look at things and situations and I'm trying to help kids, you know, in whatever way, shape or form I have to, you know, whether it be coaching or just parenting, coaching my kids throughout things, I think you always want to make sure your kids are okay. But then at the same time, you also want to make sure your kids have a level of toughness about them. Because as we all know, from the time they grow up, you know, it gets it gets a little harder and harder to leave a child somewhere else, you know, under someone else's care. You get a little misty-eyed about you. Oh, man, I got to go back to work. I got to drop the baby off at daycare. You know, the baby's getting ready to go to school. Like, And then that quick flip switch goes off, and you realize you're really not – it's not getting easier. It's getting harder because you're now realizing – this isn't the baby anymore. You know, the first stop off is daycare. The next stop off is elementary school, middle school. Before you know it, you're going to high school orientation. And you got a kid graduating high school, get ready to see the world. You know, it's just that quick. It's really just that fast. And so with a world changing that way, there has to be self-strength. There has to be that ability to be like, hey, I can stand on my own, too. I can dodge an insult. You know, I can withstand, you know, a verbal barrage. Because there's going to be people that you'll have people that are going to bully you, whether it's physically, you know, mentally and emotionally, or slash verbally, or even spiritually. Because, you know, as you know, people have their own beliefs in life. And there are a lot of people on both sides of the fence who are very judgmental and nasty to other people. Which I think, and I'm not going to get long-winded on this, I think the biggest problem with people believing in God these days is that when people who don't do something that they don't agree with, I feel like the judgment level has gone up so high and there's been such a level of hypocrisy that people are like, wait a minute. This is how all people that believe in God, and that's not the case. That's not the case. I think a lot of people who also don't believe in God, they get very judgmental and get very nasty towards people who believe in God as well. You know, people can believe what they want without you getting upset or out you getting offended. That's absolutely fine. I have friends that are atheists. I believe in God. I have friends that are atheists. Do I pray for them? I absolutely do. Do I judge them for what they believe? Absolutely not. Because they're their own person. And you, as a friend, either, yes, you guessed it, accept it or you don't. But that all, even still with the negativity of being judgmental, still, that still derives from being your own person and being strong.
And so I look at some of these instances where people claim bullying, and sometimes you really have to look at it. Are you being bullied? Someone talking a little bit of shit to you that you don't like? Is this karmatic from another point in life where you maybe did this to someone else and it came back to you full circle? Not that bullying is okay. It's not. But I think sometimes also with with parenting, we allow our kids to be soft. We allow our kids to hit the panic button, so to speak, or hit the easy button and cry their way through things and say, oh, you know, a little terrible Timmy, you know, was he, he was mean to me today and I'm being bullied now. No, no, maybe Timmy just don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Timmy just ain't rocking with the Oshkosh Bagash you got on. Maybe he don't like your fit. Maybe he doesn't like how you treated little JoJo the other week, though. Maybe he doesn't like how you treated him five years ago when y'all were in first grade. Now y'all are in sixth grade. Now homie done got a little bit of muscle to him. Now he's not with now he's not with the bull. Now he's in a different situation. You have to watch how you treat people. You have to because the times and tables turn. Times change and tables turn. And you can't, in good conscience, expect someone to treat you differently from how you treat them if you're treating them like shit. You can't, and you shouldn't. And I think that's another part of us grooming children as well is that you have to make sure they know there's consequences for actions, man. You know, there's consequences for positive action, too. Sometimes being that nice kid gets you taken advantage of. And is it right? Absolutely not. But that's, again, why you have to teach kids to stand up for themselves and to be strong. And we have to tell them that being strong and saying no does not make them weak. It does not make them sensitive. Having their own opinion does not make them sensitive. We also have to let kids know they do not have to be a replica of their parents. My parents are very successful people. I am not them. Will I be successful? Absolutely. Will I blaze my own trail? Absolutely. I have no doubt about that. But I'm not them. But they've also instilled in me the mindset of being as strong as I can be, of being as you know, well-rounded as I can be. And they've also, you know, brought me up to have the fear of God and to carry myself, you know, in a manner that is pleasing to God. Have I done that all the time? Absolutely not. Do I work to get better at that? Absolutely, every day. The lessons of parents go far whether they believe it or not or whether it's shown directly or indirectly. You know, everything goes back to just basically being able to accept who and what you want to be. But that's obviously a subdivision of who you are. Because who you want to be may not be who you are right now. But you can embody who you want to be right now. It's not difficult. It just takes dedication. It takes knowing yourself inside and out. It takes knowing 
when to interject in a situation, when to save that energy, when to when to just put out that vibe to either put out the fire or to just fan a new flame. You have to be able to be strong within yourself. I think one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about being able to be your own person is because through life, we see a lot of people go to the wayside trying to be somebody they're not. You know, I think one of the most interesting terms to me, and I think it's a really stupid term, is the term wigger. I I've, I remember I heard it when I was a kid, and I was like, what in the world is it? Is that the, wait a minute, is that a W? So basically what you're telling me is that someone's trying to be someone else. And knowing that definition, you're basically saying someone is trying to be a ignorant version of this person, but a white ignorant version of this person. Or one of my favorites, so-and-so talks white. So-and-so tries to talk black. Uh, fill me in on this, folks. How does black talk? How does white talk? So-and-so speaking like they're white. So you're telling me that all white people speak properly? You're telling me that all white people speak eloquently and, and affirmatively? And now that I'm speaking in a proper tone and I'm, you know, grammatically correct, I'm now speaking a different culture? I'm now speaking a different race? Somebody with some twang, you know, from the South, or someone who enjoys rap music, or someone who enjoys the African-American culture. They're now acting black because they talk the way they want to talk? because they dress the way they want to dress, because they like what they like, they're now trying to be black. But all black people don't like rap music. All black people don't wear baggy pants. All black people don't, you know, necessarily sag. All black people don't necessarily fit the already instilled criteria that says they're a black male. So how is it that we're telling people that they're acting a different race and we're okay with it? I think that's one of the things that's always bothered me. Um, being able to speak coming from an educated family, I've heard that before. And I've seen people say that to other people before. And I think it's one of the most ignorant comments you can make to somebody. You know... To tell somebody they're they're somebody different because of who they are. Like what what in this world would make you 
be able to tell me I'm someone else because I'm speaking eloquently. I'm speaking, you know, with affirmation and purpose. Or even in the sports realm, people. I'm talking about sports, too. We're telling people, you know, a guy like J.J. Reddick, you know, and we all know J.J. Reddick. He went to, Pew, excuse me, Duke University. Um, not my favorite, go Tar Heels. But, you know, he, okay, so he can shoot, right? So everybody, you know, say, hey, you got to watch out for the, for the white boy. For the white, why does he have to be the white boy? If you see basketball, you know J.J. Reddick's white. Now, I can say, honestly, let me give you this, though. Throughout the history of basketball times, one of the most feared people in basketball is the white boy in the corner that can shoot threes that light your ass up if you do not guard him. That's true, and that's definitely who J.J. Reddick is. But, you know, that's one of the more, I guess one of the more more you can laugh at a little bit more. But, like, you know, with this guy, Mac McClung, the – he was, he's a white kid from, you know, uh, I think it was out there in the East Coast. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But, you know, people talking about he, he, he plays like he's black. He plays like he's black. Or, you know, um, the professor you know, from Streetball. You know, he plays like he's black. Huh? How is he playing like he's black? Because he's nice? Because he can cross over? Because he can do some things that you've seen? Black people do when they play basketball, but I've seen everybody make crossovers. Jason Williams. Now, he his nickname was White Chocolate. Now, that's not really a big deal, is it? That's the thing. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's not. It's always been something that's been weird to me. People get the nicknames like White Chocolate, but then when we look at it in a bigger picture... Isn't everybody created equal? Are we all equal to do our own thing? You know, or it's just, it's funny to me, you know, you know, like I said, when a white person is doing their thing in sports, they they play or they hoop or they do their sport, quote, like a nigga or quote, like a black guy. But yet, this is coming from the same society that will still call somebody a wigger in a negative light. Of course it's negative. Why is it that we're going back to grading people off of color? Like, why aren't we all free to to do our own thing? Maybe one day we'll understand. Maybe one day we won't. But I hope that if you have kids or if you get into a mentorship position, do your best to let these kids know now to be strong within themselves and being themselves is completely and utterly okay. I want to thank y'all for tuning in this morning. Appreciate y'all stopping by, you know, the corner. MK3 the host. I'm always going to be here for you. If you got anything you want to, you know, respond to with this message or if you have anything enlightening you want to share with me or shit, if you want to get together on a podcast, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? The Kirkland's Corner will come to you. We're everywhere you want to be at. I appreciate y'all taking this time to uh, listen to me share my thoughts. 
Uh, this episode wouldn't, didn't really have a title. I'm just going to call it our... Hmm. What should we call it? Our Tuesday tutorial. That's what we'll call it. Our Tuesday tutorial. A random Tuesday tutorial. I like to just speak what's on my heart and what's on my mind. So, you know, if I get too personal, apologize. Not really. But, you know... I'm okay with speaking my mind and speaking about experiences and speaking what I really feel is is my truth. And so I appreciate you being able to stop by for the Tuesday tutorial. Not going to have it be two weeks next time. You know, just wanted to, like I said, I wanted to come back reloaded. I wanted to come back refreshed. And so, you know, with that in mind, I appreciate y'all coming to the corner. It's all love this way, all day, every day. MK3 the host, signing out.